This is ESPN Radio. And greetings and salutations, brothers and sisters. Welcome to a little Freddie and Fitzsimmons in the morning. Presented by Progressive Insurance. He's Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, as well as the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80, and ESPNU. So, my man, Ian, the Dallas Cowboys have another quarterback to their quarterback room, and it has a plenty of people, past Cowboys, current Cowboys, feeling some sort of way about the trade they made for Trey Lance on Friday from the 49ers for a fourth-round pick in 2024. Well, let's bring in a legendary Dallas Cowboy to talk about this and a whole lot more. And I really hope, Freddie, uh-huh. That our next guest, who's a great friend of ours, former co-host of mine on ESPN Dallas for pre and post for the <coughs> Dallas Cowboys, I really hope right now he's having breakfast, cup of coffee, and wearing the gold jacket. I'd sleep in the day. <laughs> that is the original '88. You hear him laughing. Drew Pearson returns here to ESPN Radio, ESPNU. How we doing, Legend? Uh, we're doing great, and I promise I don't have the gold jacket on. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's, it's been a couple years now, so uh, I give it a break. I give it a break. There we go. Well, hey, what was your reaction when you saw Trey Lance on Friday afternoon being acquired by the Dallas Cowboys? Your initial reaction, 88, was what? Uh, first of all, I was surprised. First of all, I was surprised uh, initially that San Francisco would let him go. You'd think there'd be something there that they see where they could coach him up uh, and get past some of these uh, faults that they might have or see in him. Uh, but at the same time, I was uh, excited because, I mean, this guy, what, was he the third pick in the draft a couple years ago? And he must have some talent, some ability. So if we got an opportunity to bring him in, let's bring him in and see if we can coach him up. You know, in this league uh, nowadays in the NFL, it's all about acquiring talent and a depth within each position and talented depth within each position. And if we could coach this guy up and make him uh, what we everybody thought he would be when they drafted him so high in uh, the draft a couple years ago, uh, if we can coach him up and maybe present a different offense, a different philosophy, see some things from watching film. But this is another feather, I think, in the cap of Will McClay, the Cowboy personnel guy, defining and making a deal and making this thing happen and assuring the team and, and uh, upgrading upgrading the roster. Let's put it like that. What's the one thing that you would tell Trey Lance to make sure he does not have PTSD from what happened in San Francisco that could affect him and not succeed with the Dallas Cowboys? The number one thing I would tell, tell Trey Lance is getting Dak Prescott's back, pro, back pocket. Excuse me. All right? Find out how Dak's doing. It. You know, Dak's not had the greatest and all that, but the way he approaches the game is what it's all about. And that's why he's had the chance to be a great quarterback in the National Football League. Now, if Trey Lance gets in Dak Prescott's back pocket and finds out how he does it and does it the same way, then I think he's uh, got a chance. And maybe that's what's missing, the approach to playing that quarterback position. The way Dak shows the leadership within the locker room, how the guys rally around him, how they respect him. Maybe that's what's missing with Trey Lance, not the athletic ability. Maybe it's the other side of being a quarterback in the National Football League, and that's being a leader, you know, not only on the field, but in the locker room as well. What do you say to anybody in Drew Pearson, NFL Hall of Famer, the original 88 for the Dallas Cowboys, joining us here on ESPN Radio, ESPNU with Freddie Coleman on me and Fitzsimmons. 
When somebody says, well, the, the Cowboys are sending Dak a message, your reaction to people saying that is what, Drew? Uh, that's crazy. Uh, Dak's our quarterback. There's no question of that. What's his What's his number this year? Forty nine million. All right. What kind of message are you going to send a forty nine million dollar quarterback? Okay. <laughs> Come on, man. Amen. You know? Yes, sir. That's the kind of message I'd like to receive if I'm getting I'm making forty nine million. You know, Dak knows he's the quarterback of this team. Jerry Jones knows that he Dak's his guy. Mike McCarthy knows that. What you saw a little bit in that preseason game uh, the other night with Will Greer is maybe how they're going to change things with that offense and make it more Dak-friendly by uh, making it more play-action friendly and concentrating more running the football first and then trying to get that football downfield with play-action or with the passing game. So I think we saw a little bit of that in McCarthy's play calling that might go over or uh, uh, play over into uh, what Dak is going to be doing this season under McCarthy calling the plays. Who's under more scrutiny to make this work this year? Is it Dak Prescott, a quarterback, or Mike McCarthy calling plays as a head coach, Drew? Man, it's all about Dak. I don't care who calls the plays, you know. It's all about Dak. He's got to execute whatever's called. And he's got to be that leader out there. Great quarterbacks in the National Football League, great quarterbacks in Dallas Cowboys football history, what they did is they made the people around them better. And that's what Dak's got to do. He's got to not only make his receivers better, he's got to make the offensive line better, the running backs better. He's got to make the people in that offense better because of his presence. That's what Roger Staubach did. That's what Troy Aikman did. All right. These guys did it the way in the way that the way they performed and did their job that people wanted to be part of that. They did not want to let him down. And that's got to be that guy in that offense where the players have so much respect for him and see his work ethic and see what he's putting in that they want to up their great game. They want to play better. They want to dive over the middle and, and make that catch. Uh, instead of throwing that interception. They want to break that pass up, so they want to protect their quarterback and their leader. Just like Roger. I told Roger, anytime you throw me a pass, it's never a bad pass. If you're throwing it to me, <laughs> that's a good pass. Baby. I'm not, if I don't catch it, no one's going to catch it. But what Dak's got to do, seriously speaking, Dak's got to make the other players around him better in that offense. It's, it's about time that he's in a position as a quarterback with the experience he has now behind him that he should be able to do that. And the other players see what he's all about, and they should want to be part of what he could bring to the table. And hopefully that'll be uh, an, uh, an upgrade and an improvement, you know, in the offense. We, you know, we moved the ball. We scored points last year, but it was just a critical situations that we didn't perform, and hopefully we can improve on that. 88, I'm glad you brought that up because Freddie and I were talking about this earlier. You know, I don't – the Cowboys are going to win 11, 12 regular season games. It's about the postseason when, mm-hmm. when uh, the stage is, is grandest, the lights brightest. You, that's when it matters. That's when I want to see them take that next step. Ex- you've lived it. Explain to people what it's like being a Dallas Cowboy when you are contending and winning Super Bowls to live in this town. 
Well, guys, I'm 72 years old, and I got an appearance later today for the Cowboys, okay? <laughs> and I'm making almost half of what I made my rookie year in the National wow. Football League. <laughs> you know? That's what it's about, wow. being a former Dallas Cowboy, okay? I waited 38 years to get in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But that didn't matter to me because being a former Dallas Cowboys all those years, I benefited from that. I was able to, I've been able to use the Dallas Cowboy name because I played 11 season and coached one season for the Cowboys. I've been able to use that in everything I've done, you know, in the, in the headwear business I started, you know, I was able to use that Cowboy name and brand and I used it up. You know, there's guys and sponsors that pay big money to be associated with the Dallas Cowboys. But I was able to use that. And these players got to understand, yeah, they're going to make money now and it looks good now and they get patted on the back for being just being a cowboy and showing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, man, if you win in this town, it lasts forever. I'm not the only one doing still doing appearances. Too tall, Randy White, you know, Everson Walls, uh, we're all out there doing appearances. And a lot of it is because – you know, how we came through as Dallas Cowboys and how people still remember us. So that's what it's all about, being a Cowboy. You know, not doing what they do now, just showing up playing. It's about winning. And if you win in this town, you can be a Dallas Cowboy and use that for the rest of your life. And that's what I've been using. I I use it today in a meeting. I'll use it tonight, you know. But it's that association with the Dallas Cowboys that makes a difference and that these players have to understand. That's why I can't understand why some of them, at a certain point where they try to uh, uh, come up with contract negotiations, they end up going somewhere else to get that money. I would take less money to stay here at the Dallas Cowboys because I look at the situation as the long run. In the long run, how is this going to benefit me? Maybe in three or four years, I'll make more money. But in the long run, when I'm 35, 36, 37, and play my whole career with the Dallas Cowboys. Cole Beasley is an example of that, you know. Played high school football here. SMU. Played for the Cowboys. He sees the money out there. He leaves. And now, you know, he's a forgotten man. But if he would have stayed the Dallas Cowboy throughout his career, man, he could still he would be able to benefit that. He'll benefit to a, to a certain extent but not like it would if he played out his whole career and took advantage of the opportunities that would come after his career was over simply because, you know, he played his whole career as a Dallas Cowboy. And that's but, why they're loved and hated. He's fired up this morning. Yeah, he's, oh, yeah. <laughs> Tell me. Man. Watch out. He's ready to pad up and go get a couple reps in. Yeah, yeah, 88 had a good cup of yeah. coffee with us, didn't he? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, Legend, we greatly appreciate the time. Good to catch up with you again. We, and we, uh, we, we greatly, greatly enjoy the insight. Thank you so much. Thanks, Drew. Well, anytime, guys. And uh, Ian, we always we still miss you around here. You know. You know oh, that. You're the best, man. We got, we got to break bread soon. You're the man, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. Thanks, 88. Oh, man. All right, guys. Be safe. Drew just trying to keep us. Hey, look, Freddie, yeah. he knows you have the biggest uh, task in, in, in broadcasting, keeping my sorry butt out of the ditch. So put it this way. Anytime we get one of my favorite Cowboys ever, because my favorite football player of all time is Roger Staubach. Drew Pierce is number three. He's right behind Roger Staubach and Joe Namath for me. So the first time we talked with him, my knees were literally knocking was like when you had a gym. When you said, hey, we're going to get Drew Pearson. I'm like, wait a minute. How do you know Drew Pearson? And then you told me the story about that. I was like, dude, really? Man, uh, who are you telling? By the way, not only a great person, obviously, in the NFL Hall of Fame, Cowboy Ring of Honor, but – 
thought it was very interesting insight also in advance an advice for Trey Lance. Exactly. Get in Dak's hip pocket because yep. I'm telling you, people laugh at me. He is one of the hardest workers and grinders no out there. I thought it was good advice by Drew. Don't don't fear Dak. Gravitate to Dak and watch how he goes about his business. Yeah, by the way, Drew Pearson, great following exit 88. Drew Pearson, he joined Freddie Coleman and Ian Fitzsimmons. A little Freddie and Fitzsimmons in the morning. Quick update in the FIBA. Pool play going on right now. The second game between the Greeks and the United States. Both of these teams won their first games against different opponents. Right now, the United States leading at 40 to 25, 440 to play in the second quarter. And pool play in that pool play action happening right now. United States leading Greece 40 to 25 with less than five minutes to play. Part of the FIBA World Championship happening in the Philippines. So we're going to give you the biggest question we have for each division in the AFC, which means we're going to get the return of Pat Costello doing that voice thing. That's next on ESPN Radio, ESPNU, and Sirius XM Channel 80. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again. By visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C ebikes.com. This is ESPN Radio. By the way, week one of the NFL season, like we mentioned, kicks off with Detroit versus Kansas City. That's opening night. You got San Francisco versus Pittsburgh. You got Dallas versus the Giants. You got Buffalo versus the New York Jets. Mm. You got the Eagles versus New England. It is going to be a week one. That's going to be a week one of all week ones. He's Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Freddie Cohen. Appreciate you joining us this morning. A little Freddie and Fitzsimmons on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app. Six XM Channel 80 and ESPN. You about an hour and a half ago, we gave the biggest question for each division in the NFC. Hold on a second. Before okay. we get to the AFC. All right. Before we get to the AFC, what's going you on? You now, just by rattling off that slate, mm-hmm. week one. Week one. Now I've got to go check. I, I, we've got Oregon te- at Texas Tech yes, in Lubbock. Do. In Lubbock. Yes, you Night do. game, week mm-hmm. two. Now yep. you have me mm-hmm. checking on, am I out on the early flight? Should I drive yeah. to get my Maybe. sorry butt as home as quickly as possible yeah. mm-hmm. to get on the couch uh-huh. to enjoy that slate that you just rattled yeah. off? You got Cincinnati at Cleveland. That's a one o'clock game. Joe Burrow will be back. Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I'm having to call travel. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got to make yep. sure we're getting. Mm-hmm. How early can I get out? Yep. Yes. Just the Green Bay of Chicago. Jordan Love versus Justin can Fields. Can we move kickoff to a noon kick? Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're trying to do that now between Red Raiders and Ducks. We're trying to do that now. Can so, we make that happen? We, what do you like? A Buffalo Wild Wings? Like press a button and moving times all over the place? That's what we're trying to do. Hey, whatever you have to do to make it work. And your focus group of one, as you like to say, <laughs> yes, why sir. not? I'm not against that. As far as that goes. So let's find out the 
biggest question for each division in the AFC. We bring in the voice guy known as Pat Costello. Pat, where are we starting? The AFC East. What's the biggest question in that division, my friend? Who finishes last? Oh, that, that's a different one. That's an interesting <laughs> I mean, one. That's Look, there's two divisions. and I'm, There's another one. You're going to get to pretty much the same answer. Okay. Because I think the Bills are the best team in that division top to bottom. Yes, they are. Then it's – is it Miami? Is it New York with the questions on that offensive line? Because Aaron Rodgers can't be Aaron Rodgers, Hall of Famer, if he's on his back. Dalvin Cook mm-hmm. can't be a, a great, you know, peanut butter to the jelly that, that is – or right. I guess it'd be jelly to the peanut butter. To Aaron Rodgers, if me, the offensive line yeah. can't open holes. That's true. So Got it. Those two, then it's New England. New England, I think, is better than most people are giving them credit for coming into this season because of Bill O'Brien. Mac Jones, now in year three, has something he didn't have in year two. A human who actually has called plays <laughs> on the wow. offensive side of the football at any level. <laughs> who finishes last? I'm going to stay with New England as far as my biggest question at the vision, what is Mac Jones going to look like in year three? You mentioned Bill O'Brien. Last year, I don't know what that paved your way experiment was, but it, it, Frankenstein did not get off the table when it comes to that New England Patriots having Matt Patricia and Joe Judge doing whatever that was to Mac Jones. They completely ruined him in year number two. And you're right. You're bringing a Bill O'Brien who knows how to call plays. He did in the NFL, Tom Brady. He did in college with Alabama. He also did with the Houston Texans when Deshaun Watson was really, really able to build up his game and become close to the league quarterback in the National Football League. Whatever he can do to be that buffer between whatever emotional warfare is going on between Bill Belichick and Mac Jones, it has to be beneficial to Mac Jones because this is a guy that fell to them that they thought would never be there, and he's here, and they have not really helped him in the first two years in the NFL. <laughs> AFC North. What's the biggest question in that division? What did I just say about the I'm East? I'm about to say, I'm, you can see This is right legit. There. I was, kind of, I was yeah. kidding, right, for the most part, where the East was more about, and I agree with you on Bill O'Brien and Mac Jones being the guy, more the guy we saw at Alabama and in year one than what we saw last year with Patricia and Joe right. Judge. And whatever that was. To call plays. I mean it when I say this about the AFC North. Who finishes last? It is. Mm-hmm. It's the AFC West coming into this season last year. Now, we were wrong, grotesquely incorrect, about the Raiders and the Denver Broncos with Russell Wilson coming in with that massive contract year one out of Seattle. We could, well, we all completely missed it on that one. AFC North, I don't think, lets us down like the AFC West did I agree. in the 22 campaign. I would not be surprised, Freddie, if the Pittsburgh Steelers end up winning this division or if they finished dead last. That's how deep this thing is. I think the Browns probably are the ones that finish in the basement, mm-hmm. but they could be a nine-win team doing that. Yeah, Who finishes last is, to me, one of the biggest question marks in all of football when it comes to that particular division. My biggest question is, what is Deshaun Watson going to look like with a full training camp and a full complement of weapons that he has on the outside? Because if he looks anything near like the guy the last time he saw on the football field, that Browns team is going to make the playoffs. Their defense is going to be really good. Amari Cooper is going to have a special season. We know they're going to run the football, Nick Chubb. But if Deshaun Watson is anywhere near, even if he's 75% of what we saw the last time we saw him on the football field, we always know this with the Browns. We expect a lot out of them, and we don't expect anything out of them. They seem to rise. Yeah, They could rise if Deshaun Watson looks like that guy close to it that we saw the last time he was on the football field with the Houston Texans. The AFC West. 
He's getting more into it. You notice he, he really is. In there. He's leaned into it now. They paid John me more for that one. Yeah. So we, we added more to the Fast and Furious budget? Yep. Good. Good to know. Cut that check. I'm going to go with Kellen Moore and, and Justin Herbert here, Freddie. You okay. Know, what, what happens here with a – a young man in, in Herbert who has done things we have never seen before historically in the NFL. You know, throwing from in his first three years, you know, more combined touchdowns, more 300 passing yard games, more total passing yards than any other quarterback in the history of the game. Now you bring in Kellen Moore calling plays. What does that do with Herbert and this team to help them finally move on and maybe make a run deeper into the postseason? My biggest question is when we're going to see Chris Jones for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's put it out. He's one of the best defensive linemen in football. But he said he can last till week eight if they don't want to sign him because he said, I don't have to worry about money and I'll get a chance to sit out if that's the line he's going to take. Now, anybody can say anything when you're negotiating because we know this Chiefs team, the Chargers should challenge them in the division, but this has been the Chiefs division. Until I see something else different, it's going to be yep. the division once again in 2023. But whenever Chris, Chris Jones signs with Kansas City, to me that's the biggest question. If he signs early, how long is it going to take him to get in shape? If he signs late, he may never get into proper shape. You're going to need a guy like that that was dominant on defense in that AFC championship game versus Cincinnati Bengals. And he's going to fill it up the Eagles offensive line. Holy, you know what, in the Super Bowl. Guys like that make a difference. They make everybody better. He's like the Patrick Mahomes of the defense, the way Patrick Mahomes makes that offense better. If he's not there early, but if he's there late, how much effect could that have on the Chiefs defense? To me, that's the biggest question in the AFC West. Oh, you didn't lean into it that time. I'm disappointed. No, we no budget. Oh, we ran out of money. Yeah, we ran out. Budget got zapped a bit. Also, now there's no there's no catering for there's no lunch catering now for the event. We're no longer family. We got cold cuts now, man. That's it. We went from Malay to cold cuts. I don't think we have that now. To me, this one's an easy one for me. Does Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars, do they take a big step forward coming into year two as Doug Peterson with that, with, as the head coach? I'm completely with you on that because this should be their division to win. That's the biggest question. How much of a gap is it going to be between Jacksonville and everybody else? They may be the only team in that division to finish above 500 football because I could clearly see that happen. Tennessee might get there. They could be a 9-8-9 team. We'll see about that. The Houston Texans, they're a couple of years away. The Colts, they're a couple of years away. There's no way that Jacksonville should lose this division, which means they're probably going to lose this division. It's going to be a Tennessee Titans to win when it's all said and done because that's what the NFL does. You expect one thing and something else happens all the time. Ian Fitzsimmons, hit him on the X at Ian Fitz ESPN. I'm Freddie Coleman. Hit me on the X at Coleman ESPN. A little Freddie Fitzsimmons this morning for you on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and ESPNU. Can we really use that word pressure when it comes to Aaron Rodgers? Are we still doing that when it comes to him? For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
This is ESPN Radio. He's Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us for a little on Freddie and Fitzsimmons this morning. Presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, ESPN Radio, Series XM Channel 80, and ESPNU. And normally we do not like to use the word pressure when it comes to me and Ian Fitzsimmons because in the NFL, there's always pressure. But there's probably a little extra of that with you-know-who being the quarterback for the New York Jets. And after playing in the preseason game for the first time since 2018, let's bring in the man who played for the Jets, a running back, hit him on the X at Bilal Powell 29. He is Bilal Powell joining us here this morning on ESPN Radio. Bilal, what are your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers, even though he was not out there for long? But how important was it for you to see him on a football field in preseason action, something he had not done since 2018 with Green Bay? I liked everything that I saw. Um, I understood that they needed eight to ten plays from Aaron Rodgers. Uh, that's a, at least a series or two. Uh, what I saw is they got the ball out of his hands quickly, uh, getting him in rhythm, a couple play actions, got him some shots down the field, and that offensive line did a good job of keeping the pocket clean for Aaron. Well, stay with the offensive line. What's your level of concern as a former running back for the guys up front protecting Aaron Rodgers and opening holes for Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall? I think Makai Beckman being back in the starting lineup is, is going to allow that offensive line to be a lot better. And it's going to, it's going to complement the run and pass this year. And he's playing a new side this year on the right side. I know everybody had questions about that, but at the end of the day, he adds value to that. And when you have a Dalvin Cook, when you have a Brees Hall, guys who can go the distance at any time, oh man, that creates a lot of things in the offense. How much does it help that Aaron Rodgers made it a point? to give a lot of flowers to Makai Beckner by saying that it's been great to see his growth during this training camp coming back from injury. How important was it for Aaron Rodgers to say that about a really star-crossed kind of draft choice because of Makai Beckner, who the Jets are really counting on to be in that lineup and make this offensive line go? As a young guy, I think you need to hear that. Coming from a guy like Aaron Rodgers, of his, somebody of his caliber, just to come in, he has a lot of respect around the league. He's a future Hall of Famer. And for him to say something like that as a young guy, you need to soak that in, soak that opportunity in. And it should have motivated you to go out and help this guy win and bring the trophy back home in New York. Man, pal, how important is it also for guys to not look at Aaron Rodgers with these starry eyes? Like, I can't believe I'm playing with this guy. Watching Hard Knocks, Miko Hardman, I'm proud Georgia Bulldog. Mm-hmm. He, he's got a Super Bowl ring, and he's going, man, I was I was watching you when I was like 12. I can't believe I'm on your team. I'm like, dude, <laughs> man, it's getting uncomfortable watching this. How important is it for them to not look at him as Aaron Rodgers' Hall of Famer, but just their quarterback? You know, I had the opportunity to go out to training camp, and what I saw from Aaron Rodgers was a guy who engaged with everybody. He engaged with the young guys. He engaged with the veterans, the offense, the defense, people in the organization. And he's just making everybody comfortable. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers understands who he is. And I think he's allowing himself to be uh, open and, and welcoming to these young guys, having a young team. And at the end of the day, you have a future Hall of Famer in your huddle telling you how to run routes, telling you where he's going with the ball. That is an opportunity for guys to soak up that knowledge and pretty much just take on a, a, a winning mentality for the New York Jets. Bilal Powell, who played for the New York Jets, hit him on executing at Bilal Powell 29, joining Freddie Coleman and Ian Fitzsimmons on ESPN Radio and also ESPNU. You mentioned you were at Jets training camp not too long ago. What else impressed you about what you've seen that could be a 
a great season or a good season for the New York Jets? That deep is a lie. I think when you give Quentin Williams that extension, you say, hey, big fella, we want you here. You're a big part of this, this success that we want for the future of our organization. Now, that deep is a lie. When those guys are running around and doing the things that they're doing, it creates turnovers for guys on the back end. Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed, and then you have a good linebacking core and CJ Mosley and Quincy Williams. It's going to keep offenses confused and on the edge week in and week out. You're not just a great running back, man, but you also made a living on special teams. And I'm going to go a broader picture here away from the Jets, but the league as a whole. Roger Goodell has implemented that college rule where if you fair catch, even if it's on the two-yard line, the ball advances to the 25. You hear some rumblings behind the scenes that, you know, he doesn't like the punt, you know, that, mm-hmm. that, he, that, that may be next a couple years down the road. How many guys on a 53-man roster make a living in extending their careers playing special teams? How important to you is that aspect, that third phase of the game, to the game of, of football? A majority of your roster, outside of the, the starting 22, you're going to be a special teams guy. And you can make a good living being a special teams guy. And that creates depth. Those guys are one play away from being a starter. So you have to make sure that you have depth when it comes to special teams because those guys are the guys that are next up. And these young guys coming, in, coming into the league need to understand that you can make a big living playing special teams. And it's the third phase of the game. It's one of the most important parts of the game that I think that allows you to flip the field, uh, go down, get hidden points on, kick return and pump return. It's very important in all three phases. I'm about to start a radio show after working with Ian Fitzsimmons for eight years, about to start a radio show next week with Harry Douglas. You guys played together at Louisville. Give me a little intel. What can I use against him to get the best of each and every day on the radio show? Uh, just tell him he's, he wasn't the best receiver to ever come through Louisville. That, 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 that'll shake him up. Just tell him I said that. Hey, you know, Harry gave – Harry uh, – listen – Harry gave me the hardest time uh, my freshman year in college, man. And, and every time I see him, he still thinks that I'm that, that little kid that came in on first day of college, man. Every time you see me, uh, I'm still a little brother to him, man. So just let him know he's not the best receiver to come through. <laughs> that doesn't go away, does it? That little brother, that little brother mentality, it doesn't <laughs> go away. <laughs> no. And that's the special thing about this sport, man. You, you build relationships with guys, and it lasts a lifetime. Yeah, no doubt about that. Like we mentioned, hit him on X. He's a great follow. Bilal Powell, 29, played with the New York Jets and had the misfortune of being teammates with Harry Douglas when he played at Louisville. He's Bilal Powell joining Freddie Cohen and Ian Fitzsimmons this morning on Freddie Fitzsimmons on ESPN Radio. Bilal, keep up the great work, my friend. Thank you so much, and enjoy the NFL season as well. All right, thank you. Thanks for having me. You're right about things do not die hard. No. When it comes to locker rooms fandom, rivalries, you name it, especially when it comes to NFL 10 days away and week one in college football, five days away, really three days away because games can start on Thursday with Florida versus Utah to kick everything off. Cannot wait, man. You're right. I mean, that, that, that brotherhood lasts forever. And, and to another point on that question I asked him, Freddie, and I want to get your thoughts on this really quickly. Sure. When you hear, like, you know, Roger Goodell – thinking about, hey, you know what, is, is the punt next? You know, he hates mm-hmm. the kickoff, right? I mean, and we've seen that, that new rule being implemented. Now it is, there are rumblings in, in NFL, you know, 
in NFL rooms that the punt might be next. To me, special yeah. teams is an integral part of the game. Heck, the punt is one of the most important plays in football and one of the biggest momentum changers in football. Block it, return it, Absolutely. muff it. You know, I mean, pin a team deep. Why are we trying to go ahead and, and, and for some reason it feels like eliminate one of the most important aspects of the game? Three words, follow the money. The NFL is tired of people coming at them when it comes to concussions, and they want to try to limit whatever that blast is when it, it comes to concussions. Doesn't happen on normal play. Well, we'll put it this way: they know it happens on normal plays. They want more normal plays where that can happen instead of special teams plays. But it's just ridiculous to try to think that you can eliminate an important part of football when it comes to special teams. Thank it could you. be kickoff coverage, kickoff return, punt coverage, punt return. Hopefully, somebody has enough sense to shout him down. When it comes out to coaches, GMs, or even owners to say, why are we thinking about doing this? Football is a dangerous game played by dangerous people, meaning in terms of their mentality when you play football. You have to expect that at a certain point these injuries are going to happen. You can try to do whatever you can to minimize it, but bodies are going to break when it comes to playing football. Yeah. They and know what they sign up for. are extended for players. Absolutely. Because of special teams, as Powell was just talking yeah, about. It makes absolutely no sense, but all you got to do is follow the money because our boy Q Myers likes to say money is undefeated, and the NFL wants to make sure that stays undefeated with them. Ian Fitzsimmons, Freddie Coleman together here on Freddie and Fitzsimmons in the morning on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius X and Channel 80, and ESPNU. And how do you handle getting a text from a number that you don't know? Keep it here on ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is ESPN Radio. Oh, God. We got some savages behind the scenes. He's Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us a little Freddie and Fitzsimmons this morning on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and ESPNU. The reason that you're hearing New Edition, Mr. Telephone Man, from their second album is because a certain guy who's our main name is Alan Yates, one of our guys behind the scenes. Well, I'm going to let you take it from here, and then we'll weigh in and completely destroy you by your response of what happened to you about about an hour and a half ago, give or take a lie or two. (laughs) Alan, (laughs) what is going on with you, dude? What's not going on with him? This this isn't my fault, all right? Finally. I got a text message saying, like, good morning. It's been, like, three years since I reached out to you, Uh and I'm like, I don't know who this is. It could be because, like, I don't have, I don't know many people personally who are, whose numbers I have that live in Alabama. It's okay. an Alabama area code, so I'm like, uh huh. 
Hi. Like, it's been a while. How's your hey, take? How you oh, doing? What time was this text message sent? The first <laughs> The first one. The first message was at 8.43. Okay. I just, can we clarify here? Yes, let's, we, we need clarification. Thank <laughs> you, Pat Costello. This person said, hey, it's been three years, haven't seen you or whatever. And right. instead of Alan, who didn't know who it was, saying... Hey, who is this? Right. The first thing he says is, that's crazy. I said, three years is crazy. They responded right, so you, back, in I other know, words, right? Alan, you were trying to bait them into <laughs> yes. giving yeah. you some more intel uh-huh. so you're not embarrassed by not knowing who this person is that because they're no longer in your yeah, contact. You know that would not embarrass happens. me. Like someone but, reaches out to you, you, don't have, you haven't spoke to them in a while, you don't have a number, a new number, and you I, try to like guess not who me. it is. I, I, I'm no, guessing it? No. no. Who I'm it with, is? I'm with Pat. I'm with Freddie. Yeah. What you do, yeah. and this is simple, and you fumbled this ball on your own one-yard line. Sure Hell of the goal line, man. Exactly. And it got picked up and run in. All you do is say, hey, new phone, it has been three years, whomever this is, all contacts didn't transfer, mm-hmm. who are you? Done. Simple. Simple. Apparently, I left them on red three years ago. What, the, what does that mean for those who don't know? They they respond, They respond. texted me, and I never texted them back three years ago. And now we're oh, here today. I that sounds like you. That is I don't a, know who this is, because I, I don't believe that this to be true. Well, tell the people when you finally decided to ask who it was, what happened. What happened, yes. Re- read those two texts back-to-back, please. <laughs> okay. Please, he says. <laughs> Costello never says please. He never does. Which means he's really <laughs> looking forward exactly. to this. I said, I said, what's good? They said, driving to work, how about you? I said, "Oh my God, I'm at work waiting for the show. Then how's your day shaping up?" Then my next message was, "Wait a second, it's been a while. Who is this?" That finally, no one took an hour. Respond, yo, you're texting back and not knowing who you're talking to is crazy. And my response oh was, my God. "Texting me three years later exactly. is even more crazy." Click next. Done. I don't know who this is. Delete. So you still have no idea? No. Nope. They won't answer. Dear who's, Lord, who's playing coy with you? What do you? What do you guys like? Ten? Will you date me? Check the box for yes or check the box for no. That's what this is. I don't only know. in the text chain. I'm trying to use context clues. There's punctuation being included, like commas and, and periods. And it, stuff. You're beyond that now. You fumbled. It's over. It's yeah. ball game. You lost. Yep. I, I just I mean, don't know what to believe, man. Yeah, that that was Ohio State <laughs> returning a fumble against Northwestern to cover the spread. That's what just happened with you, right? I mean, you missed your opportunity. It's gone. It's a bad beat. I mean, you know, channeling SVP and Stanford Steve here. Oh you had your opportunity. God. Pat is correct. Freddie's correct. Yes. It was a simple, been three years. You're right. New phone. Everything didn't transfer. Who is this? Now right. you're moving on. They're going to tell you, and hey, mm-hmm. it might be somebody you want to hear from. Mm-hmm. Sounds like they have a personality and Come a sense of now. humor. Come so on now. instead, now you're digging a ditch with a backhoe, man. I mean, you you, you threw the shovel away. Mm-hmm. Now you're just going ahead and just digging the hole. I should have just possible. did my normal thing and be like, so so how do you spell your name again? It's been a while. Like you know, like either way the church. Like either no. way, Hopefully no, the name no, is not like no, Sarah. no, 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 like John no. Or no. This, I'm the one who is no. as out of touch as anybody, if not 10 times more than anybody else <laughs> on this show when it comes to technology and anything else. Uh-huh. And I've even got this right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I just wanted to play a guessing game. We've got a long show, man. Something, something man, you, you know what guessing games get you? This. I guess right. I wouldn't win in Hangman, I guess, because this is. You would. You'd be, you'd be a great poker dealer in Las Vegas, but right now, as a returner of a, a message, and. Eh, Pat, how entertaining has this been behind the scenes throughout oh my the life for the last three Pat, hours? Pat has to stop laughing. Incredibly frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> the most frustrating thing I've ever dealt with because I'm like, just ask who it is. Exactly. Just ask.
Who are you? We have two minutes. You want to call in? 888 ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nuno, hey, uh, dial the number and see what happens. Exactly. That's what you should do. And Cold see, call. See, see if he or she picks up. And then we get to the bottom I mean, of this. We do have a dump button, but I don't know what. I don't even know. It could be a scammer for all I know. You'll never know if you don't find it could out. Be a chat GTP number. I don't now know. I know why Nuno's so mad at me. It's because of Alan exactly. driving them nuts exactly. for the last three hours. No, no, no. Exactly. You've, done, you've, done, you've done enough damage yourself. For really? Me to give that Only because I hiked my leg on the grading of rookie Man, quarterbacks in the preseason. Yeah. <laughs> wow. a couple, a I booked of, you at Hall of Famer on the show today. Yeah, he got you. He no, got Drew, Drew, was today. Drew was great. Hopefully, we don't, you know we didn't have to give him any of that budget. But like, <laughs> but like I mean, let's just hopefully no one pulls some air checks on those uh, oh, live reads yeah, here and there. Uh, the beginning of them. You could have reminded me. I had a live. I reminded read. you before oh, the segment man. started, no, and it was on your screen. No, no, I can't look at the screen. I'll look at the camera. There you go. There you go. By the by, oh yeah. By by the way, I guess we're not calling three three four. We're definitely not doing that. Definitely do it. By the way, for those who don't know, we you know we've been doing our show for eight years at night, and Ian's going to be doing the show with Amber Wilson from seven to ten. I'm going to be doing the show with Harry Douglas from three to seven p.m. That's going to start on September fifth. Man, we're always going to be boys, but I'm really going to miss working with you because as great of a person as you are on the air, you're a much better person off the air, Ian. And hey, back yeah. at you, Freddie. It was a nearly decade run, uh, and, and and it was a blast. It was man. a lot of funny moments. Yep. A lot he of was, fireable moments, and luckily the yes. Chiefs weren't listening yes. at that hour. But, but, of course, Nuno's going to out me now, so yeah, hey, exactly. I might nope, be 7-10 nope. with yes. Amber Wilson. But, but you mean the world to me more than you could ever know, my man. And, Back at you, brother. You know, and like I said, we're going, going different directions, but we're always going to be in the same path as boys. So thank you for everything, my man. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate you. You're my man, Freddie. You're my man, too. You're my boy, Blue! <laughs> You're always going to be brothers, my man. For Ian Fitzsimmons, I'm Freddie Coleman. This has been Freddie Fitzsimmons on the mighty ESPN boy! Radio. <laughs> this is ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.